This podcast is brought to you by Most Valuable Podcasts, leading the league in podcasting entertainment. Football fans, and welcome to the Onside Kick. My name is Ricky Widmer, and as always, I'm joined by the Mark Weber. Dubbamese. And no, I'm not really joined by Mark. This is Sean's obviously sitting in with me because we kind of have a story that we need to talk about. So instead of doing like a little five minute video, Sean's like, why don't we do a podcast? And I'm like, whoa, wait a second. Why don't we try one thing better? Let's do a video podcast. This could be huge, man. We could this change could the game. This could be huge. Even though I mean, people have done the, this before. This is the second video <laughs> podcast that we've done. The first oh, one was our fantasy shit. football. Yeah, you, you're moving the mic yeah. there. You're, you're making a mess here. But we got to be talking about this Rams-Titans trade. And before we get into it, I got to blame one person for why we couldn't talk this on yesterday's Onside kick. Kobe Bryant. Fuck you, Kobe. Oh, hey, You're the reason. He bought up You're 60. The, I know. It was a great game. It was an amazing game. I was experience. rooting for overtime. But fuck you, man. You're hey, the reason. Hey, if Jeff Fisher <sighs> wants to be liked in LA, he he goes through well, Kobe first. I know. First. He's got to like, do it. It's like winning over the locker room. You got to win over the, the whole city. You got to win over I'm Kobe. I'm sorry I gave you the finger, Kobe. Yeah. Just think back. You, to, you own a Kobe jersey, just, too. Just think back. I do. A finals patch jersey. I love it. 24. But. We got to get to this trade and how it went down. This is what is virtually going to happen. Rams get the first overall pick, a fourth and a sixth this year. The Titans get a King's ransom. And no, they didn't get Wayne Gretzky, but they get a first, two seconds, and a third this year. And then a first round pick and a conditional third next year. And I don't know about you, Sean. I saw this and the first thing I thought of was... Did the Rams not remember what the Redskins did when they traded them for the second round pick? I first second thought, overall pick. I, I woke up in like half of half of a daze and I was like, "Holy shit!" Um, but I don't know if it's a King's Rams, ransom to be honest with you, because I look at it. The Titans are getting the fifteenth pick, which I mean, it could be you know obviously huge, or it could be a guy that they take a chance on and doesn't really develop, and then they're getting depth because. I see this as the Rams are looking at that 2017 first-round pick as they're going to be good this year, that this this quarterback that they draft will push them over the edge and put them into the playoffs. So that's going to be you know a 20-down pick. So it's not going to be a, a high-level draft pick they're giving up. They're giving up a mid-first-rounder, late-first-rounder here. So I don't know if it's really a King's Ransom, and it's really mostly going to be a King's Ransom depending on how that number one pick does Who goes- and how— Depends on who yeah. goes where and everything, but the reason why I say a King's Ransom is looking at all the kind of scouts, everyone's got their own opinion, but the one I follow on Twitter, and I love the guy, if you haven't followed him, you've got to, Gil Brandt of NFL.com, he said that in his kind of mind as a scout watching these prospects, he thinks that the first 15 picks, if you're in those first 15, cool. Mm-hmm. You're going to get a guy where it's like, okay, I can be happy after 15. As soon as we hit 16, boom, there's a talent drop-off. Yeah, not really. It's it's more potential instead of yeah. you know true draft value. But here's another thing I think of, and it's an interesting point that I believe Mark Weber brought it up when we mm-hmm. were group texting this morning after it was like, holy shit, what just happened? But I kind of agree with Mark when he said that there's a chance now that the Titans could go through day one or night one of the draft, get to the end and go, 
hey, let's try to find a uh, tango partner to give these seconds to so we can get back into the first round. Yeah, and I mean, even, well, the Titans are still in the first round. We'll get back into it, I'm saying. Oh, okay. So you They mean, take oh, yeah. the 15, and jump then, okay, in. let me We're jump like back in. Yeah, Denver, a later team. Is, Much I like you, I Minnesota when we took Teddy Bridgewater. Well, see, I think with that 15 pick, they might even be like, all right, well, no one on the board is here that we want, or our guy that we want is he might be going lower, and a team like the Jets, who sit in like the 20 range, who are looking for a quarterback and kind of want Paxton Lynch, and he's still on the board, they might get anxious and might move up a little, so the Titans might be getting even more picks mm-hmm. here if they if their guy is a late first rounder and they could they think they can get him on there and well, you know get a team that's biting for a quarterback. And this is interesting because to me, with the Titans side of it, this is exactly what you want. You get a ton of picks, and with that fifteenth pick, we're gonna get to the Rams in a second with whether they're gonna take Wentz or Goff. But to me. Here's the thing I think of with that 15th pick. Most people in mock drafts right now are saying there's four offensive tackles. Four offensive tackles that are going to go in the first round where it's like, cool, we got a tackle. And they can still get one. They didn't Mm -hmm. have to take Tunsil at one. Now they can get, like, if Conklin's there, they can get Conklin even from Michigan State. Or let's say all the offensive tackles do go. A guy that has fallen and is in mock drafts, he was primed to go to the Rams if they didn't go quarterback. Laquan Treadwell. Yeah, and that's two big bodies there with Doriel Green Beckham and Laquan Treadwell there. I mean, Treadwell, well, Treadwell's fantastic, and that would be a perfect pair on that on that or perfect pair out on the outside. Well, I mean, for Doriel's got the big body. Treadwell's just fucking take a deep. Tread, man. Treadwell's got a bigger body than <laughs> than Green. They're very similar players. I and mean, I mean, Treadwell, he's a. Uh, Hometown product for us. Yeah, this might be this might be you know mega, two megatrons on, yeah. on the same side. These are how big these guys are. So I mean that might be huge. Right and I there. mean they go either way and be okay, cool. No matter who we got, we didn't have to take Tunsil mm-hmm. at number one because that's the thing about offensive tackles going number one. Do you really need to take the guy who's the number one offensive tackle, or you could take the third best tackle and still get? somebody. Yeah. And I mean, the Titans were in a great spot because they were the second pick last year. They didn't need to take a quarterback because they've got Marcus Mariota. But, I mean, we've talked enough about the Titans. Let's talk about the Rams, though. If you're Jeff Fisher or you're Kroenke or whoever's making the final push-the-button situation, who do you take, once or Goff? I would take Jared Goff. I don't really believe that Carson Wentz. Well, listen, you you I'm know, my, thought, you know my thoughts about Carson Wentz here. I think he's going to be a clipboard holder. You I are. think he's going to look you like do. Andy Dalton on the sideline holding the clipboard. I think he's obviously a different player than Andy Dalton, but that's that's different here. I think Goff, Goff is pro-ready. I mean, he's he can step in day one, and that's what you want from a quarterback if you're the Rams. You have Todd Gurley. You have pieces and plates outside of who you know who Goff is really going to throw mm-hmm. to. But, I mean, you have a great defense. You have Todd Gurley, and you don't need you know too much pressure on Goff. But when you do, you know he knows a pro system. You know he can come in and act like a pro from day one. Where with Wentz, it's he's got a lot of potential, but is he ready, and can he play up against you know, guys like Patrick like Peterson like and Wentz. Richard Sherman? I, I mean, you got to look at who he's going to be throwing at, and not only two, but at. I mean, you got Sherman and Peterson in Arizona and Seattle, respectively. I mean, those are two of the best. Def- I mean, two probably the the top two defensive backs in the league. So, I mean, you really got to see who who's going to be ready to step in from day one and be able to produce. And I think I think Goff is your best choice there. The reason why I like Wentz so much is when I watched his film, like before I even watched the film. 
I saw like the okay the measurements and the stats and go, holy shit, this guy is like as close as you can get body wise and measurement wise and even looking at the it was the um, pre draft kind of mm-hmm. ESPN where they like ranked the mobility and ranked this. His rankings were spot on with Andy Dalton. Spot on with Andy but Dalton. Would you take Andy Dalton number one overall? However, I watched the film and I believe this guy has the tools. He reminds me a lot of Big Ben. Mm-hmm. Like just with the style he plays, he can throw the ball, he can extend the play to make more time for his receivers. Or he can say, fuck it, I'm going up the middle, mm-hmm. and I'm just going to run with it. That's the kind of guy that Wentz is. I think when this is all said and done, we've got two different sides. That you like golf long-term. I like Wentz long-term. I think when we're looking at it three, four years from now, much like Andrew Luck and RG3, except none of these guys are Andrew Luck. I don't want to get that opinion nope. out there. No way. I think Wentz is the guy we look at and go, wow, he was truly the better of these two. See, but I also look at this Rams team and I'm like, all right, if Wentz comes in, then this team is going to go 7-9, and 8-8 nine, eight and eight again. This team is, is no better with Nick Foles or Carson Wentz. I, I mean, think, I, I think you, you bring in Goff and I, I think, think you can e- at least challenge for a wild card spot. Nope, nope. Either one, con- let's, be, let's be frank right now. I'm going to be Either frank. one of these guys comes in. And the Rams don't. The Rams aren't going to make the playoffs no matter which. Like, none of these quarterbacks are going to say, well, we take Goff, we make the playoffs, we take Wentz, we don't. It's not going to be like that. It's going to be we take a quarterback, we're still not going to make the playoffs because we're still not that good of a team. I disagree. I've always, you know, the Rams have always been that team like, oh, they can be that sleeper team in the NFC. They have a fantastic defense, and it's really, you know, they're going 8-8, they're going 7-9, and and they're really, you've been struggling, and that's really the struggle on the offensive side. But now you bring in Todd Gurley. You have a dynamite of a running back there. As long as he stays healthy, you're going to have a top back in the league. And then you bring in a capable quarterback that's not not Nick Foles, and you have you know Jared Goff behind center. Poor Nick Foles. Well, I mean, Poor Nick Foles. He couldn't play outside of that one game where he threw six touchdowns. Seven. He, it was seven. seven. I'm Some sorry. Some would say he's a uh, equal Manning. He's the same level as uh, Peyton Manning. Well, you know my thoughts on Peyton Manning, so I'd probably take <laughs> Nick Foles. Um, anyways, <laughs> I'm, I would probably take Goff right now because you know I think the Rams are looking to make the playoffs. They're mm-hmm. looking to make a splash. Well, obviously, every team's obviously looking to make the playoffs. Well, obviously, but they're looking because this is their first year in L.A. They want to. They don't want to come in and be like, hey, look at this new bright thing. And no, you have, a, to a make a, you, you have they're, to make a splash, and I think especially they, in L.A. I think they think that Jared Goff can make that splash right away, where Wentz, they might have to wait for him to make a splash. I think, you know, Wentz can be a fantastic quarterback, but it's really how long is he going to develop? How long is it going to take him to develop? Where with Goff, he just needs to tighten more things. He needs to, you know, improve his There's strength. One... He needs to improve decision making. But I think he can do that, you know, quicker and be able to produce quicker in the NFL compared to Wentz. There's one reason why we're having this discussion right now. If Wentz didn't play for the Bison and let's say played for, I don't know, I want to say Illinois, but not really in Illinois. A lower level kind of power conference team. We're not having this discussion. The reason why we are is because Wentz played against lesser competition. But also, you you look at that. I mean, if he goes to a smaller, you know, D1 team, he might go up against a a quarterback who people see in in a better mind, and he might not win that, you know, position position. 
you know, battle there, when, and he might not win four straight whenever, FCS titles. I mean, that's whenever why, people like, and I know you're talking from the college side, but whenever people bring up the, but he went to North Dakota State, and it's not a not a not a power conference school. Colin Kaepernick, Joe Flacco, Big Ben. Um, I'm Colin trying to Kaepernick think. Was not D1. No, Colin Kaepernick was Nevada. Do you think Nevada is a powerhouse? No, but they're D1. D- Joe Flacco was Delaware. That's D2. And you have Roethlisberger. Roethlisberger D1. was Miami of Ohio. I'm, I mean, Miami Ohio is still in the MAC, but it's still not that kind of like Antonio Goff went Brown. To Cal. Came, yeah, but Antonio Brown went to the MAC. Went to MAC. I mean, the great players have come from you know lower teams. I'm not saying that. I mean, London Fletcher came out of the, out of D2. I'm not saying that just because he's playing against lesser competition makes him a worse player. It's just what if what would he have done in a system like that in in the in the D1 side in the so We're I don't never know. Gonna know. So I don't know, but I can look at Goff and mm-hmm. say he played against the Pac-12, one of the best conferences in the NCAA. So I think that Goff has proven that he can play in big games, he can play against big opponents, and he is pro-ready enough where he can help the Rams move further in the right direction instead of you know them taking Laquan Treadwell at 15 but not having a quarterback and really you know holding back this potential the team has. And the one thing I want to say is I know that I've seen articles all day today about, oh, the Rams are thinking about golf and they're thinking about this. Let's be honest. They just got the pick. They don't know who the fuck they're going to take right now. That's untrue because they've, they've worked out both both guys. The way I see it is right now the true evaluation begins. Like this, all the time up until this was, do we make the trade? Do, do we do it? Like we know we want one of these guys, but do we do it? Now it's kind of I th- now I, that they have the pick. Now it's like okay, it's go time. Which one are the which one of these two are we gonna pick? See, I think the, they're an NFL team that's more competent than just like oh wait, whoa, we have the NFL. Well, this is like I think they've been discuss, well, discussing what do, this and going over. What do you think this is draft day? I think this is draft day. I think they've oh, been going. Oh, uh, we, we drained our pick and now we got it back. Whoa, this is how things work. Anyways, I think <laughs> that <laughs> I think that you know you. you I, you you take, took me took me off for throwing in draft day there. You that's, hate I, you hate it. Movie. He hates but anyways, it. He hates it. You know, you look at L.A. and I think you know, you California kid. You got golf, and you you're trying to make a splash. You're, you're trying to get people interested in L.A. football because obviously it didn't work before. So you need to make <laughs> a splash. You need to make a jump, and I think you're going to take golf, and I think they're going to take golf, and you know, I think that golf will give them the best opportunity going forward. I mean, Carson Wentz might develop, but how long are you going to wait? And, you know, Gurley's going to get older. Gurley, and we know the 30 age for you know NFL running backs is the mm-hmm. cutoff. So, I mean, you got to get Gurley going. you got to get Gurley help right away. And I think golf gives you that help right away. And then, obviously, you can you could do more things in trade-wise or you can do more things free agent-wise if there's free agents you want to make a splash with. I mean, you're not going to have that many draft picks to get a guy and plug into your plug into your your system here and make a splash in their first year so you really need golf to pan out and you can't really just pick Wentz and then wait you got to get golf or you got to get Wentz and they have to pr- produce immediately if you think that Wentz can produce immediately then take them but I, don't, I I personally do not see that Wentz can come into an NFL system and produce immediately well it's like it and I tried to find the exact tweet just now but I couldn't so I'm gonna butcher it a Failure. little bit but it was like a tweet I saw from Mike Mayock earlier today, and mm-hmm. he said it with Wentz, but it kind of goes in the same way as Goff. You make this trade if you're the Rams. 
if you think, and let's just say Goff, because that's who you think they're going to yep. pick. You make this trade if you think Goff is going to be just as good as Andrew Luck. That's why you make this trade. Because for you, you think this guy is going to be as good for us as Luck is for them. Now, I, is he is he going to be Andrew Luck? No. Neither of these quarterbacks will. As long as you can as long as you're not the worst quarterback in the NFC West, I think you're I think you're in good territory there. Because I mean, you know, Kaepernick, you know, he didn't play last year, but as long as you're better than Blaine Gabbert, you're good. Mm-hmm. And you know, Carson Palmer's consistently hurt. If you can, you know, c- kind of challenge that Wilson Palmer range, you're obviously in good standing there. Um, as long as you can come in and do what the team asks you to do, then I think this will be a successful pick for the the Los Angeles Rams. And I think that golf will give them the most success immediately. We got to touch one more thing because this does this trade didn't just affect the Rams and the Titans. It affects the entire NFL. I'm going to be honest. I started to put together a mock draft just because of this trade. Mm -hmm. You've got to. And the one thing I'm noticing nine picks in is like you get to six. Well, holy shit, this trade is still affecting who I take. Oh, well, I'm at nine. Holy shit, this trade is still affecting who I take. Because because we didn't think the quarterbacks were going to go one, two. Now it's like. Tunsil can fall to three, Buckner can fall, Bosa can fall. Not because they're going to be bad or anything, just because quarterbacks went one, two. The one that I want to ask you, though, about is that number two pick. Do the Browns go quarterback at number two? Do they go quarterback or do they say, uh, you know what, I don't like, like, let's say whatever quarterback it is, they don't like them. Do they say, fuck it, we're just going to maybe take like a Bosa? Well, we've been hearing consistently that they, they, they want once. So I think if they if the Los Angeles Rams jump up, take Goff. Which is funny because today there's an article that the Browns are like, oh, well, we really like Goff. Really right now, it's... They could be baiting them into picking Goff so you take Wentz. It's either that or it's, you know what, we're going to say we like whoever we think is going to fall to us. Mm-hmm. So we look good in the media. Yeah. I, I'm just looking at it as, you know, if they get... Wentz, or I mean, you know, if the Los Angeles Rams take Wentz or take Goff and Wentz falls to the Browns, then they'll take the quarterback. Um, I don't really think they have too much interest in Goff. But you don't hearing, think they'll take Goff if he's there? Yeah, what we were hearing prior to this was that he would fall to seven, that he would mm-hmm. fall, you know, later than that to maybe the well, 49ers. The Niners were the team, yeah. Yeah, I mean, even the Eagles, I think, had interest. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking that. If the Browns get that pick and they and Wentz is off the board, then they will go defensive side. I don't think they'll take Tunsil. I think they'll go Ramsey or Bosa or Buckner. I think they'll go and try to bolster that defense and maybe just wait another year because Cleveland fans aren't really expecting well, too much this year. So I think I, I think, think you can come in and just you know get a guy for the future you got, and, you, and really and groom him. You got to take quarterback no matter who you get, and the reason why I say that is. I'm on the same side as Mark Weber here of Most Valuable Podcast. Mm-hmm. I mean, things can change. I hope I'm proven wrong, but how many games is RG3 going to play this year? Yeah. I mean, will you look How at- many games until you're saying, throw the backup in there? I'm just saying you look at that and you also think, well, now you know the Eagles are even in t- talk with the Titans that mm-hmm. they might go up and get number the number one pick. If they see that Goff is going to go to L.A., they might, you know, scramble and be like, all right, Cleveland, are you going to take Wentz? Because we'll jump up and take him so no one else trades and gets up to him. 
I think that you know it might be a possibility that even Cleveland might move down because, like you said, it has an effect on these teams. That you know, if the Browns really like someone further down the line, they like you know Miles Jack, and they think they can get him where the the Eagles stand at eight. Then maybe they make that jump down, and maybe we see another trade, and we might see more you know the ball rolling here. So I think we might not see the the last of trades here. Obviously, I think if it comes out, you know, I think the Eagles are probably going to have to wait till the actual day of mm-hmm. the draft to make that trade because you got to see what the Rams are doing. And maybe the Rams might, you know, because usually you see like the first round, uh, the first number one pick is told before. So, you know, who's going to be mm-hmm. who's going to go number one. They might hold that off. So the Eagles might have to scramble and might panic and make that jump up to two. Or so then me, we might actually see the Kings ransom there for Cleveland because you know, the Eagles throw, might overpay. Let me throw this out then. What? I mean, you're talking about the Eagles trading up if let's say the Rams go with Wentz because you say Mm -hmm. that the Browns really don't want Goff you think that if Goff is there at two the Browns are basically going to make it who wants them I, I, I can what are see you that give play- me for him? I can really see that playing out, if and especially if it's a team. Which is weird like, because that's not a Brownsy thing to do. Browns yeah. the the thing that the Browns do well is they draft quarterback. Well, they mm-hmm. do it a lot, but they don't do it well. Yeah, I mean that's the, why the, they're doing it a lot. Their most recent yeah. like top pick that's paid off is Joe Thomas. So I mean it, it's been a long time since they've taken a, a really impact player mm-hmm. at those number one spots. I just think that. If they are not confident in the guy who falls to them after LA takes quarterback, then they might make that trade down and might go to uh, Philadelphia who wants a quarterback. They might go to San Francisco who wants a quarterback, or maybe someone else who wants to trade back up and try to get a quarterback. I think that it is possible. I don't think it will happen, but I think it is possible. And maybe you want to look out for that on draft day that it might happen because you know the Eagles were really pushing for getting that number one pick. They might see like. You know, golf goes off the board. Mm-hmm. Wentz is still there. They make that jump. And the last thing I kind of want to mention is I saw an article today by, I want to say it was Clayton on ESPN that wrote just winners and losers. Some of the winners, like all oh, the Titans win because of all the picks they got. Oh, golf wins because he moves mm-hmm. up in the draft stock. But it's interesting because I agreed 110% with one of the losers. Of this trade, and mm-hmm. I'm going to ask you for your loser in a second if you don't agree with me. The Niners and Colin Kaepernick, they are the losers in this. And the reason why I say that right now is if, let's say, Wentz, Goff go 1-2, mm-hmm. the Niners aren't going to be able to dra- They're not going to reach for Paxton Lynch at 7. No. But I say Colin Kaepernick is also the loser in this because if quarterback goes one, goes two, and the Niners don't get one, Colin Kaepernick is, A, staying with the 49ers, and he can't say, hey, trade me, because the 49ers don't have the resources now to accommodate that. Mm-hmm. They, It's like, no, we're just going to keep you and have you play, because I'd rather have, like, Chip Kelly rather have, like, he rather have Kaepernick. Mush mouth today. He'd rather have Kaepernick than draft a just fuck it. We don't have one because we can't draft one. You got Blaine Gabbard who beat my Bears. So, I mean, maybe maybe they trust Blaine Gabbard enough to get through, through him this season. I, I don't think Kaepernick is really truly a loser yet because you saw the Broncos move Ryan Clady and that gives them enough r- wiggle room if they truly want Kaepernick to pull a trigger on that trade for Kaepernick. Well, so, the it's, thing, it's always possible there that the that thing might with, happen. The thing with the Broncos that I'm waiting for is... If I'm John Elway, I'm sitting back going, 
I'm going to wait to see what the Rams do with Nick Foles. Elway can I've... sit back and say if because I would take Nick Foles over Colin Kaepernick just because You're of the money. Fool. Just because of the money. No. Colin Kaepernick has already said to the Broncos that hey, I'm not taking less money. Which with it, it makes sense. Why Mark, would why would you get rid of that? Mark has said a... it on the onside kick like you did. It it makes sense. Yeah. And Mark's like I agree with him because you know what you earned that money playing as well as you mm-hmm. did. However, John Elway is going to take the cheapest guy. So if a guy getting released by the Rams who can come in cheaper, I think that's what the Broncos are going to do. Is it right or wrong? Probably not the best decision, but it's the cheaper decision. The Broncos still think they can contend, though. And Nick With Foles, Mark Sanchez. Nick Foles ver—I don't know about that. <laughs> Nick Foles versus Colin, Colin Kaepernick isn't even a discussion, mm-hmm. isn't a debate. Don't make it one in the next onside kick here. No. I'm just saying— if I, I don't really care about the money. You're moving, it's all about you're, the money. You're moving Clady here. You make up enough cap room there. I think it's pretty obvious that you know the Broncos are gonna are willing to do the Kaepernick deal if the 49ers want to pull the trigger. I think we will probably see that you know in the draft days, maybe day one, day two. Um, but I don't think that's gonna happen in the next two weeks. So I'm really thinking that Kaepernick will get moved to the Broncos. I think he will start the season as the Broncos quarterback. Um, I don't really see. I see the 49ers as a loser. I don't see Ka- Kaepernick as a loser, but I do see the Browns definitely as a loser because now you are in that area where you can't get the guy you want. You're not going to see the Titans go with Tunsil because they're not there at number one anymore. Mm-hmm. The Rams can have their choice, they can have who they want. So I think the Browns are the big loser here. Just in the trade wise, like no one expect, you know, expecting like who won. Titans Rams. I think it's pretty clear that the Titans won because they don't need that number one pick. They're getting depth. They're getting guys that they can bring in, put into their system, and you know a multiple of multitude of guys. Because you could really look, and there's been multiple people who said it. It's not really about the quality of guys you draft. It's the quantity of guys you draft because you never know who's going to make a bump. I mean, I'm, I hate to bring them up here, but you never look at the 199th pick in the 2000 draft and be like, this guy's going to be our franchise quarterback and the greatest quarterback of all time. You just brought up Tom Brady. I just brought up Tom Brady. You, you just, I, I, I was waiting for you it. You made how, me talk football. How, how was it's gonna happen? How was Sean gonna sneak uh, the goat into this one? Damn but right. You guys know my opinion. I said it earlier. Where three, four years down the line, I think we're looking back at this trade and we're saying kind of a similar, a similar narrative to what we are. Well. Depends on who the Rams draft. Are it, you trying to say luck versus luck versus RG3? Kind of. And here's what I'm going to say. If the Rams take Wentz, we're looking at this trade as a good, like, it was worth the risk for the Rams. It's because I'm higher on Wentz. If they take Goff, I feel like we're looking at this trade much like, much like we did with the RG3 Andrew Luck year, except not as bad because I don't think Goff is going to tear his ACL doing the stanky leg. See, that was the thing there. I mean, I I, I like this trade because I think the Rams are going to get whoever they want, and it, it's mm-hmm. really whoever you make the pick on, and, and they however have, the other guy does, then that's really a basis of did you you know fuck up this least, trade or not? At least they don't have to settle for uh, Paxton Lynch, who now could go to the. 
Broncos could fall the second round. What's going to happen with I him? I like Paxton Lynch. So yeah, I, mean, I do too. I, I mean, you don't really, you can't really, you know, bring up Paxton here. I, I like Paxton Lynch, but the thing is, like, you know, if the Rams pick the better of the two quarterbacks mm-hmm. there, then there's not really a debate. You really didn't lose the trade because they got a hit. On, they, yeah, they got a hit on this. Though. You made a, you. This is a bold move. Mm-hmm. This is you know, this is a you know, a hit or miss move. This but, is a pressure cooker move. But it's it's not the worst move. It's not a stupid move. You, it makes sense. You're moving to LA. You want to make a splash, and this is how you mm-hmm. make a splash. So I mean, you know, credits to St. Louis or. Credit to Los Angeles for making this trade. I'm not Louis used fan, to it yet. St. Louis fans are going to um, be mad at you for that. I feel bad for them. So I mean, well, they could be they could be mad at me. Be mad d- at Stan. Crockett. It doesn't matter. You can be mad at us yeah. all you want because the Blues beat the Blackhawks in Game One. But anyways, <laughs> uh, I just think that you know, as long as injuries don't play a factor and they pick mm-hmm. the right guy. Then, they hit. then it's a, it's a smart move because I mean you if you hit or miss then oh well you know you you're not going to make the playoffs you haven't been making the playoffs in a while mm-hmm. anyways so at least you're trying to do something to further your team instead of just waiting for something to happen you're making a move to you know make a bust or make, you know, make a move to get going get the ball rolling so I mean credit to the Rams for not being hesitant and taking a gamble here you got to wait and see how the picks play out but Really, the one team that I'm like, yes, you did everything. Like, you got enough. It's the Titans. They they are the complete winners right out the bat, just because of what they got. And I don't even think it's really, you know, the only way that pick can go bad is if they pick a complete stinker and Larry Mutant still becomes like a you know a a perennial. Pro, pro Bowl or they have a draft like the Bears and Packers had, and I'm gonna I'm gonna use the Packers like the Good. Packers had in Good. 2011. When I believe the only person on their team right now from that draft, from the whole draft, is Randall Cobb. He's the only one. He was a third rounder, too. Yeah. Devon so. House, no longer there. He's one of them. He's with uh, Jacksonville now. And Raji was one of them, too, right? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. Not Maybe he was earlier, but whatever. But that's going to do it for the onside kick, this special onside kick. If you're listening on SoundCloud... You're just hearing our beautiful voices as always, yeah, and it's a uh, it's a normal podcast. So go ahead, hit that heart button, that repost button. Go ahead, follow us on SoundCloud. If you're watching us on YouTube, you're actually seeing my face talk to you for once. At the end of an onside kick, as Sean strangles me, but this is <laughs> that's gonna be really confusing yeah, for, for people, people on who SoundCloud. can't see it. So you got to go watch <laughs> the video for it, but. Yeah, it's something we tried to do a little bit differently because it was like a mini special thing. And I went, eh, what the fuck? Let's try uh, doing a video podcast for the YouTube. This is where I tell you the spiel. Go ahead and follow us on Twitter at Schwarbo at Ricky Widmer at Most Valuable Pod. We're on Snapchat now. That's I cool. Should, I should probably do this. You probably, should probably, probably do that. You can, Snapchat, when... you can Snapchat my ending to this as we are now on Snapchat at Most Valuable pod. Can know when videos come out. Go ahead, Follow hit us. that like button and that subscribe button. And as always, have a good day, everybody. Thank you for listening to this MVP podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Most Valuable Pod for more great podcasts.